Hey, 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 everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guest will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they find super helpful in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a Gmail plugin that delivers your emails in batches at select times during the day. Within Mailman, you get complete control of what and when emails land in your inbox, hence minimizing the distraction and anxiety caused by the conflict, constant influx of emails, hence facilitating deep work and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start your free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You can find this link in the description below. Today, we have with us Carl Pullane. Carl is on a mission to help millions get better at time management and productivity. He has 20 years of teaching and coaching experience and has helped over 60,000 people till date. He offers his services as a personal coach, books he has written, and several free resources that can be found on his site, carlpullane.com. You'll find this link in the description below. Carl, we are so glad to have you here. I would now like you to say some opening words for us. Well, thank you very much for for having me. My name is Carl Pauline, and I do. I help people to become better organized and more productive uh, by working with them and discovering their needs and building a system that works for them. I think that's part of the problem is that we're trying to find off-the-shelf solutions which don't work for everyone. So my purpose, my goal is to help people to create their own way of working that works best with their character, their personality and their nature. So that's who I am. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I totally agree that there are different ways that work for different people and there is no one size fits all, even when it comes to productivity or time management and coaches, productivity coaches or personal coaches like you really help us get to know that what's that right thing for us. So thank you for doing this with us. Now let's completely jump into the format we have for you. So the number one question I have for you today is, what are the three books or ideas that you live by? Well, it is actually three books, uh, but there are ideas that came from the books. The first one is a more modern book, uh, which is James Clear's Atomic Habits, because the most important thing, if you want to become better organized and more productive, is to develop habits. If you have to think about everything you do, it's going to become overwhelming and just it's too much. So you need to be developing as many positive habits that take you on the journey that you want to go. So that's the first book, which is James Clear's Atomic Habits. Second book is an older book. Actually, it goes back to, I think, the 1920s. I think it was published maybe in 1932, which is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. If anyone ever wants to be successful at anything, then this is the book they must read. It, it, it is the book to read, Think and Grow Rich. It's not about what people think. It's not about becoming rich monetarily. It's about becoming rich as a person in terms of your your whole life. And the thing that I've got from that book and the number one thing that I get from that book every time I read it, and I've read it several times, is you must have a very, very clear idea of what you want out of your life. Now, they call it a desire in the book. There's quite a bit of old-fashioned language because it is nearly 100 years old is the book. But essentially, you really must have 
crystal clear clarity on what it is you want out of your life. Because if you don't, you'll drift and you'll just drift and you'll get to the end of your life and think, what did I do? But if you live a life of purpose and desire, this is what this book, I mean, it is, it's the book everyone should read. And it's not a long book, but it is just a brilliant book. And the third and final book is another recent one, actually, which is uh, uh, Robin Sharma's 5am Club. It's a little bit different because it's written as kind of a novel rather than a self-help book, but it's very compelling. But what it's really taught me about, I don't wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. I have tried it. I did do it for 18 months, but my schedule doesn't really permit it. But the thing I did pick up from this book more than anything else is I will religiously have one hour every morning before I start the day for myself, because you really have to be taking care of yourself before you can help anybody else. It's like, I think the best analogy for this is when you ever go on a flight and the air crew are giving the safety announcement, you know, when they say the oxygen mask drops down and you've got a small child behind next to you, you don't put the mask on the child first. You put it on yourself first, because if you're unconscious, you can't help the child. And it's the same in life. You've got to take care of yourself so you can help everyone else. And I think I read that book maybe two or three years ago. And I have to say that is probably one of the best things I've ever got ever advice, which is I start the day. If my day starts at 7.30 in the morning, I wake up at 6.30. I need that hour. And it is to myself. And I do write journal. I do a few little bit of exercise. You can do whatever you want, but it needs to be for you. It's your hour. And that those are the three books that I would say, and ideas that I got from those books that I do live my life by <laughs> every day. Yeah. And those are three incredible books that you just shared. And uh, two, two of those have been previously mentioned on the podcast, Atomic Habits and Think and Grow Rich, but previously mentioned by another guest. But that only adds to the point that those are so important books. And, and even the last one, The 5 Club by Robin Sharma, uh, is amazing. And I've actually read another book by Robin Sharma, which, is, uh, which was by the title, uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, you know. Uh, that was again brilliant book. an brilliant book. Yeah, yeah, again a brilliant book, and that that was one of the very first books that I ever read, and it kind of set the trajectory for my life on the right path. You know, uh, mm. so t- t- you mentioned atomic habits, and you being someone who works in the space of productivity and time management, and yet you're probably also helping others build habits. You know, so uh, what is a good framework that you advise to other people, and that you? apply to your own life to build habits? Is, is there one framework that you would like to share? Yeah, it's actually the, the system of what's called habit stacking. So I have my morning routines that I mentioned, actually come, which part of the five, the, my I got from the 5am club, but actually it's habit stacking. What happens for me is my trigger, as James Clear would call it, is turn the kettle on in the morning to make my cup of coffee. That triggers me to do, I turn the kettle on, I then open the curtains, while the kettle's boiling, and then I start making my coffee. And I use a Chemex coffee maker. So you've got a, there's a little bit of a ritual to making coffee with a Chemex coffee maker. But it's like 45 seconds after you make the first pour. And and so in that 45 seconds, I start doing my stretching. And then when that's done, I, I pour the rest of the water in to make the full cup, and I finish my stretching. And you know, if I if I skip any of those steps, that it, it just feels wrong. Something's wrong. But the beauty of it is it's so ingrained as a habit now. It's these, so one habit leads to the next habit, leads to the next habit, leads to the next, that I don't even have to think about it. It's just I come into my home office every morning, turn the kettle on, 
And it's like, boom, I start. And then once the coffee's made, the next habit is to write 10 minutes in the journal. Like this morning, I, I don't even remember doing it, but I know I've done it because the journal's written, the coffee was drunk and the stretches were done. Be that's the beauty of developing habits. It's just brilliant. Yeah, and that, that sounds so amazing. You know, basically your habits make you run on autopilot that you don't have to think about things. You don't have to actually do them. You just start working like a machine in a way, right? There's a process and you follow that process day on day. And it just doesn't require much effort after you've made it into a habit because it's just getting grained in you so, so well that it just gets done. So the power of habits very well communicated there. Uh, thanks so much for sharing that. So moving on to my next question for you today, uh, who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? Okay, well, the two people is I've got one from the present and one from the past. Uh, the one from the present is Tony Robbins. Now, Tony Robbins, I, I did get to know who Tony Robbins is probably in around about the 1990s because I do remember reading a book of his, but I never really started following him until probably three or four years ago. I did eventually do one of his events. I went to Singapore and did one of his events. It's just an amazing event. But the thing that really, reasons why I really look up to him is because when you start researching him, you, you learn that his life, his whole life, like I would say life's mission is to change people's lives for the better through educating and helping people to better understand how we as humans work. And it isn't fake. I mean, there are, I mean, people say that, you know, the, these coaches and there's a lot of coaches out there who are just don't have the depth of knowledge that he has and clearly haven't helped the millions of people in, I think it's 180 different countries now that he's managed to help over the last 40 years. I mean, this is pure dedication to a life's mission. Um, and also his philanthropic, philanthropic works, the work that he does for charities. It's not just about feeding people, which is, I mean, he's very famous for, but he's working in, um, in anti-slavery uh, works these days. There's so much that he does in the background that people don't know much about. Um, but he's a guy who is genuinely giving his all for humanity, and I just really admire that. And the second person from who's no, sadly no longer with us is Nelson Mandela, because Nelson Mandela to me is just the epitome of a resilience, which I wish more people had today, because resilience is a key component of being a human if you want to achieve anything in your life, big or small. But more importantly is he didn't preach hate, which a lot of people do today, which is really sad. He preached understanding and forgiveness. And when he finally was released from prison and he became president, you know, he didn't go out and try and imprison all the people who treated him badly. He invited them to his inauguration and he had them on the front row. And he, he began to understand people and to understand where they were coming from. And he understood that apartheid and what was going on in, in South Africa in, in the years gone by was was generated from fear and once you understand people's fears and you work with them amazing things can happen and you know Nelson Mandela was just the, the complete package with that the pure forgiveness and understanding of the people who were trying to essentially kill him at one stage um, but he he just, I mean, that that to me is what human humanity is all about. And so Nelson Mandela is definitely somebody I still just really look up to. 
Yeah, great. So those are two amazing people that you just shared. Tony Robbins, he has been an inspiration and motivation for many people, telling them the right path and things like that. So simply amazing. And that Nelson Mandela, again, an amazing, amazing person, can't really say much about him. Much can't be said about him, right? And like you said, resilience and the situations that he fought through, it's really hard for someone normal to do that. You know, if we maybe face that kind of situation, we would probably break in that at that point and, you know, give up or things like that. But for a person to stay through all of that and fight and then come back and then coming back with so much love uh, and filled with so much compassion, that, that just takes something else. I, I don't know how to get it into someone. Like if I want to get it in myself, I don't know what I need to do to do, get that, you know. I don't know if there is a process yeah. of getting this. But th- those are really, it, you know, it, yeah. It, as I say, it's resilience because you've, re- I mean, that you're fighting your own human emotions for revenge mm-hmm. and yeah. all that hate that, yeah. you know, is natural to human beings. But yeah. being able to, to put that to one side yeah. And to sort of say, no, this is not is not going to help the situation. Understanding and forgiveness will help the situation. And it did. And, you know, we've got so many examples of that. And I wish there was more politicians today <laughs> yeah, who yeah. had the same values that Nelson Mandela had. Absolutely. I feel the same that we need a lot more politicians of that kind, like Nelson Mandela, who would lead our nations into the right direction. And... It, yeah, right. Like you rightly mentioned, that it is something that you need to have in your mind. That okay, these are my emotions. These are my natural instincts. But it is not necessary that I go in the flow with them. That I go by them. I can choose an alternate way. What I think is right. You know, you can feel a different way, but the right way can be something else. So you always go by the right way, and that's not easy to do. But it only comes from practice. Yeah, it does. You're right. Mm. Great. So my last question for you today is, what's the number one productivity trick that you really find helpful? I'm really excited for this one. (laughs) Well, the the number one objective, the number one thing that I would always tell everybody is, even if you don't want to learn about using new tools or, you know, to-do lists and notes apps and stuff, you don't necessarily need to do that. The the biggest thing that you could do to have the, the most impactful way on your life is to give yourself 10 minutes at the end of the day and decide what two or three things must you get done tomorrow? Because those two or three things over time add up. So two or three things on a day-to-day, on a daily basis is just two or three things. But at the end of the week, it's between 14 and 21 meaningful things that you've accomplished each day. You know, you, you compound that over a month, a year, five years, 10 years, and you have really started moving in a positive direction towards achieving whatever it is you want to achieve. And everyone, of course, is different. And it is, it's focusing on your objective, if you like, or outcome for the day. What do I want to accomplish today? And once you get, you know, once you turn that into a habit, that, okay, it's the end of the day, I just need 10 minutes. I'm going to decide, look at my calendar, which is a great place to look. What am I going to do tomorrow? What do I, what must I solve? What must I accomplish tomorrow? And do it. You know, when you wake up the next morning, that's the list that you see. These are the two or three things I must do. And you mentally say, these will get done before I finish the day. And you do that every single day, including weekends. It's not just about work. It's about our personal lives as well. You will find your life immediately starts to improve. 
and you feel a lot less overwhelmed and stressed because the important things are getting done. Yes, absolutely. And uh, that's a really good uh, productivity thing that you share, that it's as simple as just taking 10 minutes out at the end of your day to figure out what you will do the next day. And also, I think that it is also helpful in wrapping up the day uh, and closing the day well, because what a lot of people struggle with that even when they have stopped working, they're still working mentally, there's still thoughts of work in their mind. And that so basically, they never stop working. And even in the night, they're getting dreams about work and stuff. And the next morning, they're again back to work. So doing this, it, does. 10, it draws a line. It does yeah. draws a line. Exactly. The day. Absolutely. So just taking out these 10 minutes to, you know, reflect on your day for a bit that what did you do today? Mm -hmm. And then what's up for tomorrow? What should I focus on tomorrow? Uh, coming from what I did tomorrow, but what I did today, you know? So that really puts everything in structure and it organizes everything in your head so that you can really close the day well and relax and be with your family. Like really be with your family, not just physically be, but mentally also, right? So this there's a great uh, productivity thing that everyone should be doing. I feel like everyone who's working, and even on weekends, like you mentioned, even for the personal things and everything, this can be really helpful. I mean, the, sad, the sad thing is, is that it's, yeah. it is simple to do and it's only 10 minutes and yet so many people don't do it. But yeah. I think it's, it's largely because, as I, I just mentioned this to somebody else before, we don't do things like that because it's not like we get punched in the face if we don't do it. So there's no immediate pain. But if you do do it and you do it consistently, the benefits it brings you is like a long term, a long term pleasure response, if you like. But when you stop doing it and you figure and your day just goes out of control, that's the pain you feel. And I don't like that feeling. I like to feel like I'm in control of what's happening each day. And it's just 10 minutes and it will put you in control of the day. Absolutely. And that's a very interesting point that you touched upon, uh, you know, that whatever gets you, whatever gets us long term pain or even long term gain, we tend to ignore those things because we are always focused on the short term, right? Uh, whatever is going to benefit me tomorrow, whatever is going to benefit me this week or this month. But that's all. We forget about uh, our long term gains and long term uh, losses, maybe, right? What's going to hurt us in the long term. So uh, being a productivity coach, how do you help your clients maybe? in focusing more on the long-term tasks or long-term things that they should be doing because they would be always more focused towards the short-term things. Okay, I need to do this now. This is more important. This is more urgent. But some things that are going to help them in five years or 10 years' time, how do you get them to focus towards those things? Well, with my clients, usually the first thing we have to do is we have to sort out the mess they're in right now. And that's, that's what we're going to do because I'm not going to be able to help them work on a longer term plan if we don't solve the immediate problem. So we have to solve the immediate problem. And there's tricks and tips that we work on that to get that under control. But once we've got that under control, then we have to start using what I can call like the productivity, if you like, pyramid, um, which means that your long term goals are the foundations of everything, because those are the things that are truly important to you long term. Then on top of that, we have the areas of focus. And areas of focus are those everyday things. It's family, finances, career. It's your health and fitness. It's your, um, it's your purpose in life. But these are all your areas of focus, and they need to be in balance. On top of that, we then have your core work, the work that you are actually paid to do, not the work you volunteer for, but the work that you are paid to do. And you need to be very clear about what that is. Most people have no idea 
what they're actually paid to do. And then finally, on top of that, you have everything else. But most of the people that I work with, everything else is just taking up everything. So they don't have any time for their long-term goals, areas of focus, or even doing their core work. And so they feel, you know, they feel completely frustrated with their career. Their family life is a complete mess and they have no long-term goals. And it's, and it's depressing and it's really stressful when you're in that situation. So to say, normally when I'm helping people, we have to clear the deck first. And that means clearing that everything else and then building in the long-term goals, the areas of focus and the core work. And we start at the bottom and work our way up, but we have to clear the deck first. Um, so that's how I generally approach helping people with time management and productivity is essentially we've got to deal with the initial, the, the, the elephant in the room, if you like. That's the mess they're in today. We clear that first and then we work on building a sustainable, long-term, fulfilling system that is taking care of all their areas of life and bringing balance. And that's really the goal. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just to uh, reiterate, you just mentioned that uh, in that hierarchy that you were mentioning, uh, the first priority should be our long-term goals and our purpose and those things. And after that comes the things that we're paid for doing. Is that correct? It's the long-term goals are the things that we're, probably, we're talking like 10, 20 years out. It's like where I, what I want to be doing in 10 or 20 years time. Because, you know, let's say, for example, I want to be traveling around the world, hiking in these mountains and doing that. Well, if I don't take care of my health and fitness today, I'm not going to be in a position to be able to do that. I'm going to be walking around with a walking stick with a bad back. So, you know, I need to be aware of what my long term goals are. The areas of focus are the everyday things that are important to you. And as I say, that's family. That's your personal finances. It's your career as well. It's your health and fitness and those kind of areas and there are eight areas there and then it's your core work and the core work is yeah that's the the work you are actually paid to do and just to get help people the listeners here there's a clue in your job title if you're a salesperson your core work is selling not doing admin if you're a teacher your core work is teaching people not doing attendance records and you don't want to be confusing the two, you know, getting a, a check mark from your admin department because you've done a beautiful attendance record, but your students are learning nothing. You're neglecting your core work. So, you know, being really clear about what your core work is. And then on top of that is everything else, which is the lowest priority. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And that's going to help a lot of people really understand what they are really meant to do and uh, by looking at the titles, right? Uh, thanks so much, for, Carl, for doing this. And I really enjoy talking to you about different things today and uh, love having you here. So my last thing that I, would ask you, uh, that I will ask you today is uh, if anyone from our audience wants to reach out to you or follow your journey, uh, what will be the best way for them to do that? Best way to get me is through my website, which is carlpauline.com. But I'm on Twitter, and that's Carl Underbar Pauline. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Carl Underbar Pauline. <laughs> you know, just search my name, and you'll probably find me in LinkedIn, in Twitter, Facebook, um, even Instagram. So it's all there under my name. So, um, but my, if you want to find like all the resources, like I've got a ton of free resources on my websites. That's the best place to go. It's just carlpauline.com. Absolutely, I'll make sure to plug all those links in the show notes below. Uh, thank you so much for doing this with us, Carl. I hope you enjoyed. I did. Thank you very much for having me. 